Have you been gardening a while? Are there just some things that just trick you sometimes? Is there something that you feel like you're missing? Well, we're going to give you the secret sauce of gardening today. Everything you need to know to get successful. At least most things you need to know. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. And this podcast is a companion podcast to the upcoming documentary, Backyard Gardens, a documentary about two families growing food for the first time in a world that lacks nutrition. Okay, so the secret sauce of gardening. What do, what do you think that means, Batavia? Um, it is a secret that's passed down from family to family, generation to generation. It's the keys to success in gardening. Or so one would think. Oh, you think so? I don't think so. One would think it, though. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't think that. I mean, I think I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that's the, the case. So first of all, if you're listening to this, now you have three places to watch it. We're live streaming it on Instagram, so you can watch it for the next however long. Mm-hmm. We have it on, it's going to be on YouTube, and it's on the podcast form. So we're, this is like a command center we got going on here. <laughs> Solving the world's <laughs> garden crazy. problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, thank you for listening. Um, give us a review on your local on your local on your uh, podcast wherever you listen to it will really help us out and uh, recommend us to a couple friends just before we get started so no no do um, it do it now do it do it now <laughs> pause it do it and then come back but anyways so the secret sauce of gardening uh-huh. i feel like it's misleading don't you? It absolutely is. That's in part the reason why we have it as a topic. Oh my gosh. Did we yeah. go over where I should be looking at you at? Oh, right there. Yeah. You should be looking at me anywhere you can. Uh, no, I'm trying to get you out of my no. head. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. So when you did, when when you we talked earlier about doing this episode, uh, Batavia looks at me and she goes, what are, what are you, what is your secret sauce of gardening? And what was my exact words to you? You said something like, no, I said, tell me what you're, um, what you're thinking when we talk about secret sauce of gardening. And you said, hell no, was a quote. Yeah. We had to frame it up yeah. exactly how it was. Yeah. I think we're like, what, 40 episodes in, but. And I think this was my other... suggestion as a topic too, but yeah. that was before I was gardening this season and, you know, I had all kinds of ideas. So <laughs> you did, you did. Yeah, it was, it was 40 episodes in we've never talked about beforehand about what we're going to do and then all of a sudden you ask me like i'm going to break the rule because we want it to be organic right so yeah 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 so we say (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah the the secret sauce i have a couple ideas of what the secret sauce Mm -hmm. is because you know there is a there is a part of being successful to gardening other than just wanting it really bad, don't yeah. you think? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there are yeah. some general rules of thumb 
green thumbs, maybe. Anyway, there's some general rules or uh, guidelines. Right? Yeah, you, you saw it. You picked you picked that up, right? Um, I did pick it up. I did. I did. I think that many, many, many gardeners kind of abide by those rules, believe in those rules. Um, and then there's everything else, you know. Yeah. Well, if you go looking for rules, man, I mean, you'd be eating up forever mm-hmm. talking, looking up different rules for gardening and stuff like that. It, it can be mind numbing, but well, I, I think it's. Uh oh. Yeah. So let's let's pause that for just a second. Pause your thought mid sentence. <laughs> pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so the secret now in 2020 versus. 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago. So you said, um, if you go looking for rules, right, you know, it's a slippery slope. You could be looking and and finding them forever. And that's just because of how much information we have access to as, you know, especially in any established, you know, country, right. Compared to how did we learn about gardening 30 years ago, 40 years ago? How do we learn, learn about farming and so on and so forth? Very, very different, you know, well, first of all, is there a difference between gardening and farming, you think? I, what does the interweb say? I think so, generally. I don't know. Yeah, I think Do I look like I have so. Google in my head? <laughs> yes, the answer is yes for $32,000. $32,000 question. You think there's a difference? I think, I think there's a difference, yes. I think gardening is just a smaller scale farming. No, but that makes it different. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to look that, that up because I might be my, making myself look like an idiot uh-huh. right now. I'm not and sure. And unfortunately, but. I've already looked it up. I don't have the specific definition. Oh, you have? Yeah, just okay. previously, you know, up at 2 o'clock a.m., you know, thinking about things and, you know, internet searches. You know how it goes. You click on one link and here you are and so on and so forth. So. Is that when you contemplate life? What's that? Is that when you start contemplating life at 2 a.m.? No, my garden life at 2 a.m. That's a specific window of go. time. It's like it's actually on my calendar even. Okay. So then also the other thing I had to say is do you think that whatever the secret sauce is, do you think it's changed over the years oh, from 50 years ago to now? That's such a good question. Um, I'm going to say firmly, no, it hasn't changed. And I think therein lies the problem, right? You know, just like anything, anything, there's advancements, right? However, the core of what we're talking about is the core of what we're talking about. Why do you think it's a problem? Um, Because it's, it's uh, problem. Yeah, I want to use the word problem. So I think it's a problem because sometimes the more information we have, we have access to the more information we believe is out there. Key note on believe it's out there. Um, the, uh, more we go searching it out, you know, the more we question what could be natural to have done 20 years ago or 30 years ago in your garden or farm. Um, you know, the term, is it analysis paralysis, paralysis analysis, either version of that, you know, could either way really set in when it comes to gardening. Yeah, I think, well, I, I think 50 years ago, the secret sauce, I don't think it's changed, but I think it's been modified, mm-hmm. right? I think it's been added to, to make people a little bit more successful. I mean, just, you know, the advent of like irrigation sure, sure, mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, if you choose to use that. So yeah, those are core um, but, principles that have 
change to improve the process of insert farming, insert gardening. And so for sure, mm -hmm. I think those things, you can't leave that behind. Right. Um, but right. I also believe that, um, that our desire to find out what it, what we should be doing versus kind of leaning right. on what many have always done. That's part of a problem. If you want to call gardening a problem for some people. So, so, that being said, what should we do? Log off and go in the garden and do it's natural, right? <laughs> I was talking to one of my aunts the other day and we were talking about weather patterns and um, about how the birds kind of tell us what's happening with the weather. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't know it was going to be this hell like storm. And it's like, well, didn't you see all of the birds, you know, <laughs> flying this way? Mm -hmm. It's like those, I mean, some of those signals, specifically in nature, remain the same decade over decade over decade. And we're not going to get into, you know, the fact of global warming. I believe it's a real thing. We won't get into that um, and how that shifts things. But generally speaking, I say, um, they're again, core garden principles that are the same. I would say, well, for example, vegetables need dirt, but then we also have, you know, uh, what is it? Yeah. Hydroponics, hydro, hydroponics, hydroponics, hydroponics. Yeah. yeah. Hydrophonics. Yeah. We're learning how to read water. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Garden <laughs> myth busters. We're here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Secret sauce back on track. No. So I, what you were saying about animals telling the weather, mm -hmm. first of all, um, and this isn't really a secret sauce, I guess, but there's a, there's an old timer that lives down the road from me and he's got a cat and his cat, he says every time she goes in the barn, cause she lives outside mm -hmm. and she goes in the barn, it's going to storm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, you're full of shit. There's no way. Mm -hmm. Sure enough. Mm -hmm. You go out there every time the cat went in the barn, mm -hmm. it rained every single time. Same, so there is some truth to that. Same aunt described, they have a, um, it's, she's bigger than a kitten now, older than a kitten cat. Same idea of when they're in Texas, when storms are about to start, this cat crawls up under like, I don't know, it's like a cabinet or something, but you know, it's kind of sitting on mm -hmm. legs and won't come out until the storms have passed. Right. And so when you think, Oh, well, it looks a little bit gray or cloudy and you don't see that cat running around and she's under you know that cabinet, yeah. you know, it's coming. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny. So the first, and I think the most important thing about the secret sauce is just get your watering right. Mm. So I'm going to go way different on that, but yeah, for sure. Get your watering right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's really important. So don't, don't go away from that real quick. Mm -hmm. Unpack that a little bit. So how much should you water at a time? Um, a week, a it's month, one to two inches a week. Most things need, the yeah. big asterisk would be there's some um, herbs and some veggies that like dry. They don't like their feet to be wet. So they're just a handful of it, yeah. you know. But the majority, clear, yeah. And to be clear, during this conversation, we're going to be focusing on vegetables mm -hmm. because flowers, it's all over the place. You just made that up they, just now since we don't talk about this beforehand. So you're telling me to be clear. We're not going to talk about flowers. Well, no, I just want people to understand that you know, because you can have flowers that want to sit in water, but I don't know of any vegetables other than rice. If you were going to grow a rice patty, but I don't think yeah. there's many people that do maybe. 
Well, no, what I mean by it. So, so I'm going, (laughs) I'm going to, uh, (laughs) I'm going to not be offended by you excluding flowers from this conversation because while there are a lot of conversations we have, a lot of episodes where we don't talk about flowers, you never just outright state it, and you outright stating it makes me feel some kind of way. But I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move on. It, it. Well, I've thrown you a lot of bones this summer. I've thrown you a lot of flower bones this summer. (laughs) And I'll take them. Um, So, oh, that's better. You know, I need a whole crew to get all of my angles in here. All right. Yeah. So, um, the, what I was talking about was it being like, they don't like wet feet. So one to two inches of water a week could be too much even. Um, so that's yeah. that's the asterisk that I was calling out. But it, back well, to keep being on track. Secret sauce, water. Um, you're talking about drainage at this point, too, though. Yeah, yeah good point. Mm-hmm. So, And that kind of ties into it. So you want, on average, about one inch a week. Mm-hmm. That's what you want, right? So now, watering one inch a week. How the hell can we tell that we're watering one inch a week? Oh, dear gosh. Do you have any idea? I can tell you what I do and what I even recommend. I can tell you what I do too, but I want to hear what you do actually, because you water totally different than I do. Yeah, I do. I water uh, exclusively by hand. Um, Literally by hand. She takes, she, so if you're watching this, you can see that she gets little cupfuls mm-hmm. of water in her hands mm-hmm. and she just squeezes it out or she has a sponge and she'll squeeze it out no, all no, over. No, 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 I'm no, just no, joking. No, you're being a smart ass. <laughs> what I actually do is I squat underneath the, um, the faucet outside of my home and I get my entire body wet and then I go to the plant and then I just shake, you know, and whatever drippings fall off of me. Um, no, I'm in my front yard taking off my shirt, squeezing the water down. No. Uh, there so- you go. <laughs> there you go. So I, um, I do two ways. And at this point, I haven't even transitioned to hose watering by hand. Um, so generally I have, you know, the water canister that I'll fill up at the mm-hmm. spigot, I think it's called. And then I am watering delicately by hand at some point. Um, once I'm in a different mode for gardening, I'll add the hose. And then again, I'll just with a sprinkler top or whatever, I'll water by hand. Um, but the way that I, um, I just last couple of years purchased one of those rain gauges I think it's just kind of cool. I don't really do it to say, oh, I'm measuring rain to know how much I need to water. Because I just have a general guide of if it's been raining a lot and a lot. And that's really relative. So rain could just dampen the top of the soil. So you want to be careful of, oh, it rained today and I don't need to water. That's super important. Yeah. Yeah, that's Um, super important. So in the case of you getting like a downpour over hours, over hours, over hours, if you could equate it to how you do it with the sprinkler, if you're getting that much of a rain over that period of time, that may be equivalent. But for me, I I think over time I've gathered an eye of it. And then I also will just stick my finger in the soil to see if it's moist, um, you know, if I need to water. But when I'm ready to water and how much I want to give, I underwater things at the very beginning of the season, not intentionally. It's just part of the babying that I do. So I'm watering like right. every day, every couple of days, you know, and that's really right. isn't necessary or needed. Um, but once I get into my groove for the season, what I'm instead doing is something that looks more like um, um, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Like I'm holding the sprinkler for a period of time and I've equated that to how much water is coming out of the sprinkler. And then that's it. 
basically how much I water. That was a long way around. So I count to that 10 1,000 and then I'm done for that plant. So basically the way I do it and I've read in the past to do it is because, and the way I learned was I wanted, I was trying to grow grass mm -hmm. and grass was, it's a real bitch to grow if you've ever tried to grow it, which I know you haven't. No. Um, Never will. But you have, you know, the watering is because it's such a big area. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I get um, a lot of people say like um, you want like a tuna fish can and you put them out in segments mm -hmm. expanding from your your sprinkler or whatever and then you water and then you water for however long you're going to water and then you come back and then you measure and then that will give you how an idea of how much you're actually watering for that space. Yeah, I've heard so that same what thing I've, with a, a bucket, a bucket of water. Yeah. And so I've done that too. So like when I set up the sprinkler here, what I did is I ended up going and doing that, but I got those, um, tin foil pans, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I put those out there and then I, those give me an idea. So I went out there and I watered for like an hour and I got maybe half an inch to three quarters of an inch. So I knew at that point that I was good to go. And so we're all set. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we were able to to get enough water and then go from there. Okay. So does that make sense? It does. And I was listening through all of that, although I was doing a whole different setup here. And I know we're going to catch you that on the other camera. Yeah. As distracting <laughs> as distracting comes. Um, so same concept where if we're talking about an inch of water, I take originally I would take a bucket, how I got to 10 one thousands, take a bucket, empty bucket as the same kind of pressure or setting I would set my hose on, spray the water in the bucket into the point of where I thought I got an inch of water for that particular um, yeah. measuring for that plant. And how many counts did it take me to get there? Generally, it's, right. you know, 9, 1,000, 10, 1,000. And so then I just take that forward um, when it comes to right. watering my plants. And it works for mm -hmm, you. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, there's no issue yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and then should you water every day, do you think? It, you know, at the beginning of the season, I water every day and there are two really um, two things that happen there. One, I'm underwatering because I haven't got to that groove yet. So I the next mm -hmm. day, this, you know, if the plants dry, it's not because it's been just that hot. It's again, just because I haven't got to the 10 1000s, you know, right? Um, right. And then there's also kind of the oh me remembering the tomato plant wants more water than this itty itty bitty you know pepper plant you know so again it's right. me finding that balance in the first probably week or two and then once stuff starts to get a little bit more established because generally you do want to keep keep things a little bit more damp once you first transplanted them or once you first sowed the seeds but a couple of weeks in i'm on a better schedule where i'm watering a couple of times a week um depending on yeah. obviously the weather you know july i'm watering less often surprisingly so um but it's twice a week versus once well, a week it makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and <clears throat> so a lot of people want to go out and they want to consistently water every day. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that's not good is because you're encouraging the roots to be weak mm -hmm. because the roots have one job. Yeah. They look for water. Yeah. So if you, if you starve them a little bit for roots, they actually dig deeper into your dirt. Uh -huh. That's right. I said it dirt. And then they go down. <laughs> Don't you roll your eyes. 
And so they go down and you end up having stronger plants that can make it through those hot periods of summer. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I mean, you know, your, your roots are, you know, teeny, teeny, yeah. teeny. You, you, you got to help them yeah. out a little bit. So, um, you know, as you go through. And so I actually start out opposite of you. Mm-hmm. I don't water. So I have mine on a timer every two days it waters. Okay. And in the, in the spring, I'll, I'll run it one day and then I'll just check it, you know. And then I actually might go out and hand water because I don't want that soil or that dirt, whatever, to get wet all the way down and stay soggy because mm-hmm. nothing is actually sucking it up. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the plant the isn't that big. The roots aren't that big. Um, and yeah. it's really important to pay attention. So, that, I mean, I think it is. I don't know if I would have started with water, but it's a really good place. And it's a good, it's a place where you can make an error in your gardening, right? Um, because there are- It's a, a huge place. Yeah. if Especially for direct sowing seeds. And we've, we've just briefly yes. skimmed on this. You know, there's, and there's some transplants. Once you let that thing go completely dry- you know, it's slow That's singing it. and flower bringing. Like you, you need, you may need to- Because they're not ready. The next. Yeah. Yeah. There's a window. They're not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah. Once they get going, though, they can they can wilt and then come mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you can't when they're seedlings. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. So you have to be really careful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's same with direct sowing seeds. Like you don't want them to be soggy. Yeah, that's the that's the trick. You I don't know, know if there's rot. I don't know if there's any seed that really wants to be like completely soaked. Uh, so yeah, that's spot on. Are you no. thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking right now. <laughs> I'm going through my head and I'm thinking. That's your thinking face? What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a seed, so seeds naturally have 30% or 30% water enough to get them going. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So, that's that garden mm-hmm, science for mm-hmm. you. See? It's kind of magical. Like it, but it's no, good. No, I just, re- I prefer to <laughs> refer to it as magic. It is magic. I mean, it really is magic, especially when you have like this little teeny weeny seed and it's got enough water and it's enough to get it going, but it needs more water. So, um, and that's like, and so that's like the first step in the secret sauce of gardening. And then you can go from there and say, well, do I need drainage in my soil? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, what have you. So, um, do you mind if we talk about that real quick while we're on the subject of water? Well, I'm, I'm asking you because do you add drainage to your soil? I do not, meaning putting some, well, I, th- that's not true. Um, with containers, more recently, I've been doing, <laughs> adding material to help with, not necessarily drainage, but help with water retention. So for drainage, other than drilling drainage holes, I don't do anything. I stopped, you know, adding like pebbles and rocks and stuff in the bottom of pots. So yeah. I don't do anything like that. Um, I don't think anything else really qualifies as kind of managing drainage. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people will put sand in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that'll help. And the one of the you have to be really careful when you do that though, because sand can clump. Yeah, and so you don't want to clump. But if you do it, then you put a little bit in. It can actually help sharpen the roots mm-hmm. and make more feeder roots to get more. Mm, okay. Okay. So. Yeah. And I just, I happened to glance over and somebody asked about beans needed to be soaked beforehand Ah. when we were talking about watering. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't really need to be the case because I mean that they do, but that doesn't mean that they need to stay wet the whole time they're, they're germinating. So yeah, that whole idea of a, and some beans it's really recommended. And even 
I'm going to say it, even though you told us we weren't going to talk about it. There's some flower no. seeds that. No, we're like not talking about soaked. flowers. I'm just today. saying the people want to know. I know what you're thinking. Um, but no. So no, I want to dedicate part of this to flowers, too, though. Yeah, that I, I really do. OK, so that um, that aids in germination. But it's kind of like that kickstart that that particular bean yes. seed needs, if that's helpful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it softens it up so mm-hmm. that the root can pop yeah. out. Yeah. So but um, so, yeah, just adding drainage, you know, some people will add rocks and stuff. I actually buy my so my first garden at this house when I started it, I put in bag dirt, bag soil mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it cost me a fortune. Yeah. Like, and wait. I didn't even get like a quarter of the way filled. So I went and bought it bulk. And actually, there's this guy in North Carolina. Um, I'm trying to think of his name and I can't. Parker something. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> Anyways, he makes engineered soil um, that's like great. And it has, if you look at mm-hmm. it, it's got a bunch of little sand in it and stuff like that. It's really good. So I don't have to add anything to it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a quarter of the price of buying bags of dirt. Yeah. So, and different states, different places might do that. But then I went to another place and it was basically mud, basically mud. Yeah. And that's, so, um, so uh, let's talk about that a little bit, um, because I experienced that yeah. directly. I've historically, um, outside of my very first garden was in ground and I don't know if I added any additional dirt or soil to it. I think I just planted in what was there, right? I worked up the ground and that was it. But I don't know. There may be video footage that says a different story. Was there video footage right. from like 12 or 13 years ago? Maybe not. But anyway, if it comes up on the <laughs> interweb, you know, <laughs> I shall deny that it was me. Uh, Somebody was spying on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, So um, the bags of soil that I've purchased over the years have, have shifted. I'm always buying garden soil or potting mix, depending on where I'm planting. And there's some crap right. stuff out there. So you see a lot of things on the interweb that talk about the quality of what you're planting in. And that's why a lot of people use raised beds because you don't have to battle with as much you know, your, your actual native soil, if you have super duper sandy right. soil, or, you know, if you have really rocky soil. Um, so last year, uh, the premier of the front yard garden, like by my measurements, I needed a shit ton of soil. And so, because I needed so much soil, I did the calculation. It just didn't seem, you know, fiscally responsible to purchase bag soil. Um, plus, you know, that's a lot of bags and a lot of trips. So I purchased, um, a garden mix from just not even five or six blocks away from my house. Um, and I didn't take a look at it. I I could have drove over there and asked him to show me the soil so I can kind of see what I was going to get. And the first two thirds of it was fine. Right. You know, it's not what you would see in a bag, but once I got to the closer to the bottom, like where my strawberries are planted. We've talked about this. It's uber muddy. It's so much so where last year, I think that was a big problem with my seeds germinating. I think it was just too clunky, right? You know, um, um, clumpy. I think I said clunky, but both. Uh, Clumpy, C-L-U-M-P-Y. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, So when I used transplants or starter plants in that same kind of muddiness, it was fine. Um, But some of the seeds, again, once I got to the bottom, you know, third of that didn't do so well. So um, so kind of that soil content, what you're planting in, it's important. That's a a piece of the secret sauce. 
Yeah, and I mean, what I did with mine is I had one bed that was kind of muddy, and I actually went and bought some of that other because you know the the dirt will settle over the years, mm-hmm. and so I went and I amended it, mm-hmm. amended, I said it right, with that act that good stuff, and just kind of mixed it in, and it's made a big difference this year. You can really tell because you know the first maybe three inches of it or that, so at least the plant when it starts. Uh-huh can get a good head start and then it can start to dig down. And over the years it will kind of go in and do more. So, you know, one of the plottings, go ahead. One of the older beds that I have, it's actually now that I think about it, the oldest bed in my garden raised bed. Um, and it has the oldest soil too. And I've amended it over time. Um, and I have noticed that almost everything I plant in that bed flourishes. This is the same place where I had the spinach come up that I accidentally overwintered. The lettuce, I had some lettuce. I had a salad for lunch. The lettuce, besides the bolted um, uh, romaine lettuce, I have a couple of other plants and the lettuce is just fine. So I probably have another week or two off of that. But I said that to say that is kind of a tried and true bed. And that bed, I believe, has healthy soil in it which goes back to right. kind of what you're planting in is super duper important. Yeah, it is. So add drainage. I kind We kind of transitioned over to dirt. So was that one of yours? Uh, yes, but it the wasn't the sauce? first. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let me hear your first. Yeah, I'm going to get... Like I'm gonna, you're stone cold s- killer staring I'm at me. I'm telling too. you, like, like you're, I've you're been waiting, like, but now you're gonna make me go too because you've already gone too, right? Um, so I believe that patience is a part of the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, that's not. Yeah, no, nope. I give you that nope. one for sure. Nope. Yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, take um, it. It's it's one of those things that's overlooked. And I find myself fighting it every day. So I'm probably about just about 10 days into having things that I planted for my summer garden planted. And I do my morning walks every morning. And I'm looking like, why haven't you guys gotten any bigger? (laughs) And so there's some things I can see growth in. But it's literally like when sometimes people will come past, especially in the front yard, and they'll ask. And I do the calculation. It's like we're three months out from these peppers, you know. And the reality is it could be a lot of work up front for a yield that won't come for, you know, many weeks, more likely many months. Um, And it's just remembering and being patient, letting it run its course um, versus, you know, like I did last year, I ran out and bought a bunch of cucumber transplants because I, I wasn't patient enough to let my cucumbers come up. You know, um, and generally it's not going to be detrimental to your garden if you're not so patient, but it really, I think, improves and helps your garden experience if you kind of keep that in mind. I disagree with that, by the way. You think think it could be detrimental? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, because if you're if you're constantly going out there fiddle farting around with it, it's not going to grow. You know, it's like, oh, I want to go out here and I want to trim this. I want to move this. I want to tie this up. I want, and now I got to put a stake in. And it's like, damn, let the some bitch live for a little while. You know what I mean? Like, this is where just let the damn thing grow. I'm certain I just snorted. And I'm like, <laughs> you did snort. And I was trying to talk louder so nobody heard it. <laughs> Uh, what is it? What is it referred to? Loving on your plants too much, loving on your garden too much. Yeah, I mean you're loving yeah, them to death, yeah, you yeah. know. And it's like, especially when they're little, you just gotta basically take care. I mean, I've seen it time and time again. People just 
And I've, I've done it myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just love that plant. You want it to grow yeah. so damn bad. And you go out there and, I mean, you, you, this could feed into something else, but then I got to fertilize it more. Yeah, yeah. I got to give it more fertilizer. It'll grow faster. And that shit's just going to kill yeah. it, man. Well, there, but you there know, are two, so. two things that drive that. That is a lack of patience. Like you're going to rush this process. But there's yeah. also the, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's like the uh, helicopter mom syndrome, right? There is the, you know, you're over caring for it because you care so much yeah. about it. Right. You know, and right. sometimes it's it's based on nervousness. Sometimes it's based on a lack of knowledge. You know, sometimes it pull on is love. Those are the times that I do it. Um, and, yeah. And, and yeah, so it's again, take a beat, you know, in a lot of cases, you know what you know about that plant. And sometimes you're going right. against your better judgment. Right. So and to put it in perspective for you, everybody, get your drinks ready. Oh, here we go. Take a drink. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So in the world of bonsai, the number one recommendation is if you're going to buy one, buy two or three, Mm -hmm. because you're not going to fart with it all the time and constantly be messing with it. You know, I got to trim this. I got to trim that. And it kind of feeds directly into it. So so. do you think that, wait, buy two or three and my angles just aren't right on this other feed. You know, this is going to be a record. Don't worry you about know, it. I don't want like, and when we're on HDTV, once they pick up this show, I don't want them to like yeah. show this footage of me. Um, so for those that see this on YouTube, um, forgive me for what looks like a distraction here. And for those that are listening, forgive the ramble here. Um, so is it yeah. by two or three because you're basically going to kill one or two of them? Or well, no, it is basically a little bit of that, but it's also the same idea where like you're constant, like especially like a first time gardener mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. they might want to really get in there and get their hands dirty. Yeah. It's the same idea where it's like it gives it. You have if you're gonna do that, at least you're doing it to multiple ones, so they're getting a break. Okay, I got it. I got it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, I have killed a lot. I got a whole graveyard. I, I should probably go out there one day, but I've got a graveyard <laughs> of stuff that I've killed that way. Yeah. So when it's the same thing, like if you had one rose bush, just one rose bush, think about how much you'd mm-hmm. be messing with mm-hmm. it. Or you'd want a flower in your house, right? So you'd constantly be cutting flowers, yeah. constantly, constantly, yeah. which actually for flowers probably isn't that bad, but it's the same thing with house plants, you know? So yeah. there, but house plants, yes. Yeah. There is a line, like two or three bonsai uh, trees, trees is what they call them. Sure. Okay. Yes. Um, like that's a thing versus like 20 or 30 because there is, I love the concept of you have a few and you're splitting your attention, right? You know, in, in this yes. case, it's healthy um, versus if you have too many, then the opposite effect of that is you end up being neglectful. But just to go back yeah. real quick to the kind of that overloving, you know, I think it's rooted. I just wanted to say rooted. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, it's in part rooted in, um, confidence issues as a gardener too you know so you feel like you're not doing a thing correctly and again you're overcompensating in some cases so well confidence is a big thing too and it's hard man especially because it's like my plant's a different shade of green today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. oh it wilted this one time is that it i see a bug you know so the confidence is definitely an issue and i mean i think I don't want to speak for the entire world, but I think a lot of people kind of think, you know, might have that issue too. Yeah. So when you go to look at it and you're like, okay, I need to, you know, 
you need to like go back to what you said. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. your plant, it can up and die all of a sudden. But generally speaking, they don't just drop dead. Yeah. It's not like they have plant heart attacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's you know signs. What I mean? Yeah, you know, it's the are you? Yeah, they haven't been out there eating fried chicken and drinking beers and smoking forty packs of cigarettes. You know, they're out there water and whatever else we get into today. They're not just gonna. Well, no, what ends up happening is it's a season worth of drinking beer and, you know, and and, and, and pizza and chicken. Right. And so, again, it's a slower process to death in that instance. Yeah. I mean, I think. But again, it's the if you know this, you know it like there is, um, you know, for an experienced gardener in some spots in gardening, I'm super duper experienced. You know how far you can push a thing. You know, so yeah. you, and you know that you can do something to rebound from it, you know. Um, right. So. So, yeah, I mean, I still think definitely confidence is a uh, benefit if you have confidence as a gardener. Um, and I think that sometimes you may not realize you're doing things that you're only doing them because you're not as confident, you know. Um, right. So. Well, let me put it to you this way. I have a tomato plant right mm-hmm. now and it's shaded. So I go out there and I look and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, damn, it's getting long and spindly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? What should I do? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. The plant in front of it is it's a pepper. And um, it kind of, for whatever reason, it just took off. Right. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I had my snow peas behind it. So my bed goes bell pepper, tomatoes, snow peas. Okay. Well, this morning, actually, I just cut my snow peas down because they're done one row of them. So I know that it's going to get more sun, but I also know at the same time that that pepper plant or that tomato plant is just about to the top of that pepper plant. Yeah. So once it passes it, cause it's not going to get so big, mm-hmm. the pepper then plant things yeah. will turn around. Right. But that's what that experience. You kind of know, you know what I mean? And it's not mm-hmm. falling over. It's still standing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that it will eventually get more sun. And now that I've removed the snow peas, even though it's raining today, but that will come through and then we'll have all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Which leads me into the next thing. Mm-hmm. Sunlight. Sunlight. Length of sun yeah. that you get. Yeah, that's um, that's huge. Huge. It's like, everything. That is the biggest part. part. I almost want to say like, these are the top three things, but I don't want to cheat this episode. Right. You know, so, uh, but I mean, that's absolutely one of the top things that will lead to success. That's one of the biggest secrets, if you will. Yes. I, and it's not really a secret. Mm-hmm, that's the mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. but you got to look at it and think, <clears throat> you know, and we've talked about this probably a hundred times on the podcast mm-hmm. cause it's so important mm-hmm. and we'll probably talk about it. Maybe 10,000 more, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe, Minimally, yeah. you know, maybe we'll just talk, change the name of it to the, from the backyard gardens podcast to the sunlight podcast, because it is so important. If someone's listening, can you check to see if that name's already taken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's important too, because, you know, a lot of people, you question like, how much sun do I need? How much sun do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, is it getting enough sun? Well, how much sun is it, Batavia? Uh, you have it? to get it right this time. Cause last time you, you were, yeah, I was like 88 it hours. It's uh <laughs> six to eight hours of sun. Six hours mm-hmm. of sun. Yeah. No, I said six so, to eight. 
Last time you said 18. Yeah. Because you were thinking about like, grow lights. Yeah, no, I said 16 because I was thinking about the grow lights for sure. But listen, yeah. my, th- grow, my grow room and my grow lights have been retired for the summer so far. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm right into the so, actual sunlight. So if you think about it that way, you have six hours of sunlight. You can get more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's okay to get more. It's great to get yeah. more, but you need a minimum of six hours. <clears throat> and this... And so the question is, which is better, morning or afternoon or midday sun? Oh, you know, I th- I don't know if I know the technical answer. Um, I think I do. I think morning sun is better. Final answer. Yeah, morning sun because it's not as hot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like when you have your tomato plants or something and they're cracking, you know why they crack? Well, there are a couple of reasons. It's generally, I thought, due to uh, watering patterns. Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the big, like in my area, the biggest thing is it gets so hot that it actually cooks inside mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't have that split. problem here, and but that's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing you can do about it is you put shade cloth directly overhead, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a 40% shade cloth. Um, I don't do that because I'll eat a cracked tomato, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, put a, a shade cloth over it if it really bothers you or if you live somewhere like in the like intense heat and then if you let 40 percent shade cloth means it it means it cuts out 40 percent of the the sunlight i've seen so if you put it directly overhead that means that it's not going to get that midday intense heat because you know you ever go out at noon you're like damn Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. you're changing shirts um i've seen that like for people that garden in california um, you know, so, so yeah, I have seen that before. Luckily I don't have to, um, I don't have to worry about that, but I want to go back to most times when people say, I think most times when people say how much sun they're wanting to plant in a not so sunny area, it's kind of like the underlying thing there is, well, you know, the sun comes out at 2 PM from 2 PM to 205. You know, is that enough sun? If they were being very, very direct and asking the question. Uh, So is it safe to say that if you ask if it's too, if if, how much sun that you probably need to rethink where you're going to put it? I think that you need to think very closely around it. Yeah. 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 Cause your instinct as a gardener, even if you're new, cause you're, you're a gardener as soon as you decide that you want to garden. There it is. Um, so your instincts are right. You know, you know that yeah. something need this thing needs sun to grow. And so and with mm-hmm. that in mind, you are asking that question. And I mean, I think maybe sure there's some people that just don't know whatsoever. They don't, you know, does it need 12 or 18 hours of sun or something? Maybe there are those people. But I think generally that response once you tell them is, well, you know what? There is sun, but... Um, and as soon as you get that, but absolutely rethink things because listen, there is how much sun and then there is how much, uh, sun that's not obstructed, right? You know, it's really the same thing. So my front yard gets a bunch of sun. Um, but there are things like the porch and I plant on the side of my porch, that area on the porch right. doesn't get as much sun as the area that's, um, uh, kind of street side because there are no obstructions there, you know? So, so Yeah. That's, you know, and, and so, and here's where vegetables and flowers differ Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because a lot of fruits and vegetables, I would be safe to say about 95% of them Mm -hmm. need six plus hours where flowers, you can have flowers that need no sun Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
none. They can just grow. Yeah. And then you need some that need eight hours mm-hmm. and then some that need three. Mm-hmm. So that it's a lot more technical when you get to that in the sun. <clears throat> but for vegetables, which is what we're mostly focusing on as of right mm-hmm. now, it is six plus hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for me, where my garden is, my main, my bread and butter garden, it's, it's a no brainer. You know, it's the the sun comes across all day. It's, it's, I mean, you stand out, if you laid out there in the middle of the day, it'd look like a lobster. (laughs) But then my other one that's in the woods, it is questionable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, and last year we kind of had some issues and we're like, well, maybe it's not enough sun. Maybe it is. And then we go through and then this year we're like, we'll see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We'll see what happens. So there's a combination of things going on there. So yeah. And this year will be the big tail, tall tail. Yeah. I think obviously what you plant, um, you can make adjustments if you don't feel like you're getting that six hours of sun, if it's a shadier spot. Um, you know, so we've talked about things like, again, general rule, everything vegetable wise wants sun, but things like lettuce and things like spinach and things like that, They'll, they'll, they'll do okay with less sun, you know, a tomato plant Mm -hmm. and a lettuce, a head of lettuce are going, I mean, they're generally different and they're going to grow under different conditions if that's what you put them in. Um, so if I have a space on the side of my house, that's getting a couple of hours of sun, I'm not going to put a tomato plant there, but I may put some lettuce seeds there, you know, so. Right. Well, and that's good that you brought that up because lettuce can actually take less sun. Mm Mm-hmm. That is one of the ones that can take less yeah, sun, so that's yeah, important. Yeah. So. So. Go. You look like you're gonna say something. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Do no, it. no, no, no. I was gonna say just as a side note, um, not the secret to success of your garden, but the secret to enjoying gardening related to sun. Yes. Um, consider that when it comes to when you're spending time in the garden. Um, so based on my garden layout, there's the front yard garden that's in front of me now and the backyard garden. Um, and so the best time for me to work in the front yard garden is first thing in the morning because the sun is, you know, rising in the east and it's basically shaded if you will. Right. You know? Um, and so the best time for me to work in the backyard, although I don't always abide by this is you know, later in the evening, um, because the sun is at the point where it's setting, it's really not shining brightly on my backyard area. Um, and that's important for me because I do spend quite a bit of time in the garden and it's important because I just don't want to bake, you know, like every time I'm there, no, I don't have you don't. to. Right? Well, I mean, and it, that becomes a safety mm-hmm, issue too, mm-hmm. especially cause you're doing it in the summertime. So, you know, you got to think about dehydration mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sunburn yeah. and heat stroke in some areas like my area, like you get a heat stroke. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, take advantage of that stuff. So I know, like, I'm with you, like, in, early in the morning, but I like to go out in the evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to go out there late in the evening um, before the bugs come mm-hmm, out. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're <laughs> awful, man. They're so it's bad, the dude. They out just there tear. With you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even, like, I can't even explain <laughs> how bad they are at my house. It's so awful. No, no, no. But, you know, you go out at the right time. And, you know, these are all things that you learn. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and in the fall, if you do your garden at the right, you know, you have the right amount of sun, you get that afternoon sun, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you might actually be better off to have longer harvests because you'll get that last little bit of heat. Yeah. Yeah. 
in the fall. So that's something else to think about versus a morning sun. But then a morning sun can, and then conversely, a morning sun can be good because you get that early morning like push of warmth from the sun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and the garden could have time to recover too, um, you know, over the course of the day. Um, So one of mine is going to be, and we've talked about, I don't know why I feel the need. I literally was listening to an episode of ours saying, why do I always say we've talked about this before? Like if you've heard me say it. Because we have. Yeah. If we've talked about it before and you recognize that, like, what are you, are you going to stop listening? I hope not. Don't stop listening. Um, so no, but we talk about everything always. So, <laughs> so gosh, did I forget what we talked about explaining why I talk yeah. about us talking about it? Um, you were going to say something yeah. about the secret sauce of gardening. Oh, good, good point. Good point. So, um, uh, the place you put your garden, the, where you plant your garden in proximity to if you're if you have a home garden, because there we know there are a lot of people that have gardens in community spaces and and plots and such. But if you have a garden in your home, inside your home, no, around your home, my recommendation and part of the secret is make it close to you. You know, so out of sight, out of mind is not a good thing for a garden. Am I? Yeah, spamming on the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying I'm I'm guilty of that but that was out of necessity yeah 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 well i mean there so a thing like um sunflowers last year i planted sunflowers for the first time love 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 them i've scaled back this year which is a whole different conversation but i planted a couple of um sunflowers right in front of my garage and that is right in front of my neighbor's garage too And one day, I think I was out, I must have been either in the kitchen looking outside or I was on the back porch and I saw my poor neighbors and the girls were coming in and starting to scream and swat. And I realized that the bees that were attracted to the sunflowers, which I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. They're like, you know, screaming like, oh my gosh, right? You know, so while that, it's all close to me when it comes to my home, the way things are laid out, but being conscious of what you're planting where in that instance is important. So this, I won't plant sunflowers there because I'm a really good neighbor and they're really good neighbors to me. So I don't want to frighten them. Um, But bringing up the idea of if it's, if you have a property and it's, you know, a hundred feet from your house, a hundred feet from the place that you enter, um, chances are you're not going to go out there unless you're super duper encouraged by gardening. So as an example, if I only entered the front of my house and my garden was in the back, I'd have to make a real effort to go back there. And as we know, when it comes to your garden, if possible, you want to take a look at it at least every couple of days, if not every day, you know, so. Well, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. Looking at it every couple of days. (laughs) Well, first of all, no, the whole idea of like, if you put it in your backyard, Uh like you're never going to go back to it. Like if you've, I I feel, cause I know I've done it. If I put the effort Mm -hmm. into building this space, Mm -hmm. then you're going to, you're going to go out there versus now if you have a container garden, Mm -hmm. I could see, you know, and this is using the same mindset. I don't necessarily believe this either, but if you build a container garden, you know, and you just have like a couple five gallon buckets. Mm-hmm. Like I could see maybe that that would kind of dwindle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's not as much labor intensive. Yeah. But once you go through and I, I mean, for me personally, it's just I would automatically go out there if I had anything out there. Yeah. I just that's what I do. So yeah, I, it's, I'm um, going to be honest. I don't know if I've always been able to say that. Right. So depending on, you know, when I would go downtown to work every day, I would Monday through Friday go out the front door because I would catch the train. 
right? You know, so I would only come in and out of the back when I was driving somewhere. And I generally didn't drive every day, right? And so there is, this is the lazy Batavia, not even lazy gardener. (laughs) So I come home at like six or seven in the evening or something, you know, unlock the front door, you know, I won't tell you about my routine to get comfortable, but you know, I'm comfortable and it seems simple enough. Just keep on walking to the back of the house, but I didn't always make it back there, you know, and Monday passes, Tuesday passes, even with the best intention. So anywho, um, a, let's just say a, um, an area that ideally that you, um, walk past or are near to that's, I mean, that's the whole concept with kitchen gardening. Or even really somewhere where you want to be there in your yard. Mm, Okay. That would be, that's a good happy medium. I think like if you had somewhere and you were like, I want to go out, I want a reason to go there, then that would be it. Okay. So I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll take that. I mean, it's, I stand by the, you know, proximity is important. (laughs) You challenged it. I am accepting your challenge. Like your objection has not been sustained, but it's not been overruled either. (laughs) Oh, it hasn't. Okay, good. So it, I went, so what is your next one? Wait, is it me? For the secret sauce. Yeah. Issue. Sure. Where did? Yeah, because I said sunlight. We've been talking about sunlight for like yeah, and then I said proximity. Three hours. And then that's you. So wait, oh, you wait, challenging jump. it makes it like it doesn't even count for one of the secrets. Of six- no, no, I Come thought on. that kind of fed into this to the sunlight. <laughs> no, totally yeah. separate thing. No, no. <laughs> no. and uh, so that being said, I think um, the timing of when you plant mm-hmm. and what you plant, you know, be realistic. Like, oh, I really want broccoli. Well, and it's July. Yeah. Unless you live in a cold spot, like that's really important because I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize. (laughs) (laughs) I look around like, is there another person in this podcast he could be talking about? (laughs) Well, a lot of people don't realize that some of it needs um, to have be cool. Mm -hmm, Some of mm -hmm. some vegetables just don't like to be hot at all. It seems counterintuitive, but yeah, that's the case. Um, and yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. Yeah. Uh, if someone watching said that they move their garden, they they're in their garden so much they need to move their bed there. I was literally putting um, putting a dirt mixture in pots at like eight o'clock, and it was at that part of the night where it's like, is this is, is it on my shoes or is it in the pot? And is that a mosquito? And I just yeah. had to call it. You know, it's like because I, I t- joked with yeah. um, a uh, a neighbor like. Earlier, I was deciding if I was going to come back out. It was like 530 in the afternoon. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be back out here in 12 hours anyway. So, you know, like, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and take a break. Um, so, yeah, it's a happy place. That's basically what you're doing. It's a happy place for me. And I'm sure for uh, for Mimi as well. So I get it. Um, but, you know, knowing what and when to plant is really mm-hmm. important. So and it's and the same goes with flowers. Yeah. But this is where it starts to get more technical. Right. You know, so um, and it's absolutely a secret. It's it's important. It's a part of being successful. Um, yes. It's a part of managing your disappointment, too. Right. You know, so yeah. I've planted tomato plants as late as I'm in zone six uh, for those who are tracking six A. So they say, <laughs> and um, I've planted tomato plants, a full garden for the summer as late as the Independence Day, you know, so July 4th weekend. Um, and that's uber late, you know, and it was like, ah, oh, if I get tomatoes, I get tomatoes. And I got some, but I took a lot of green tomatoes off. Would I plant tomatoes in September in my zone? Absolutely not. 
You know, it's they really shouldn't even be sold in stores at that point. Uh, it's not realistic to expect fruit from that plant at that stage. In, in my zone, 8A, I can put uh, certain varieties of tomatoes in mm-hmm. up to about the first week of September. Mm-hmm. But you're really kind of pushing it at that point. Yeah. So, And that's the thing, too. So, like... And and I, that kind of I don't know if that happened to me I don't think it happened to me my first year gardening but imagine if you're just sitting there what was I have that a prop oh. <laughs> imagine if you're just sitting there in July and you're like I want a garden uh-huh. I'm gonna start a garden yeah. you know it's like is it too late to start a garden no it's not too late to start a garden. That's right. You know when not. you know because when there's never a time. I couldn't think about the, a fancy way to say this, but it's never too late ever, ever. No, because you can start a fall garden. Yeah, you start a fall garden. There, I mean, I know yeah. that generally when someone says start a garden, they're talking about like I want to start planting stuff. But you know, I garden right. year long because I, all year long because I'm actually planning or thinking about gardening, and that's a piece of it too. But that ties back to my first secret sauce one, which is patience. Nope. I am yeah. standing by it. Don't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Thinking about gardening doesn't mean you're gardening, okay? All right, that was a now real stretch. Now planting your seeds yeah. indoors, and that was a stretch. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, you're Stretch yeah. Armstrong yeah, yeah, on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I mean, if you're it, if you're talking about starting seeds and stuff mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. like you're definitely, I mean, and you're already taking those steps in the middle of winter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm sure for you it's straight brick outside. And you, you're growing stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? So you are starting. But if it's in the wrong time of year, there's there's steps to take. Mm-hmm. And really what you need to be doing is listening to the Backyard Gardens podcast, but we're going to help you get through all of that here. stuff. Cheap plug. So my prop was, <laughs> I um, and I am generally a look at on your phone for some things. I want to look at it on a computer. And then rarely there are things that I want to print, I want to touch. And this is an example of it. So just as a, and this is from Farmer's Almanac, the old Farmer's Almanac. And just as a general rule, it looks like the very last frost date that they're noting is October 30th. And these are obviously places that get frost versus some places that don't. First frost date. What did I say? Last frost date. Yeah, I meant first frost date. So the first frost date is October 30th here. No, no. I said what I meant. Mm -hmm. The latest first frost date is how I probably should have said it is October 30th on this chart. Um, So that's around my last frost date. First frost date. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> so for people that have frost conditions, they start with your frost could happen September 10th. And then they have a couple of different um, options. And the latest date on this list is October 30th. I bring it up because there's even planting that they're suggesting you could still do September 30th. So as late as September, these are like radishes though. So as late as September, you could still be starting a garden. It may not have everything that you'd want in the middle of a summer garden, but it's still no. planting something, you know. But that's part of your of understanding your timing. You know, being realistic mm-hmm. in timing. You know, I mean, you got to be a realistic man. You're not going to bend nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some of these things. Now you not can outdoors, to an extent least. if you want to go building hoops mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. greenhouses and everything else. That's a totally different situation. Yeah. But as far as like bending nature to grow the way you want, like you need, you need to be realistic about when you plan mm-hmm. and what you're planning. So, you know, like, again, I stick by Cause I think a lot of times it is that like midsummer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somebody would m- maybe get like, I want to grow yeah, this. Yeah. I want to start a garden and you got to be realistic. So, yeah. 
Now, or they're starting it, think about it in spring and they want to grow seeds and they don't start until they should really be putting stuff outside mm-hmm. because it's not, you know, it's not easily thought yeah, of, Yeah, which is why we're talking about the secret sauce of gardening because some of this stuff is not really, you know, it's not really obvious. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, if we go back to the top of this uh, episode, when we started talking about things that happened and the way that gardening was managed and farming many, many years ago. Obviously, certain things grew yeah. in certain areas, and that's only because of the weather conditions in those areas. Exactly. And it's the same thing now. We do stretch things, you know. Um, oh, yeah, you can stretch. Yeah, I mean, you know, meaning it may not be most ideal to grow X in my climate, but I can. You know, it's not going to be as bountiful as, you know, maybe it would be in California, but that's okay, too, you know. Right. Yeah. So my next one. Yeah, there's a big thing about that. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, the big thing. N- no, no, no. I was just saying that that's important mm-hmm. to know that like if it's not going to be bountiful and you, we know how you stand and I stand on this, but different. if you're making mm-hmm. it, it is mm-hmm. different. But for me, like I want my small garden to be as productive as possible. Mm-hmm. Do I use up that space yeah. to do this? You know what I mean? So, so for, um, so just so you know, in 23 seconds, it's going to go away and then it's going to come back. Okay. So you're not going to hear me. So just wait. Okay. So, so, um, but you can go ahead. Yeah. That means we're approaching an, uh, an hour or just past an hour. Um, yeah. Look, look at us. I mean, clearly this could be two days of us talking <laughs> back to the telethon garden <laughs> podcast. Um, so my next one, and I've mentioned this under a different subject, but it's still relevant to the secret sauce is grow what you really enjoy and want. That's uber important. Right. Yeah. So I think it's important for you to. Okay. And we're back from that we're small mm-hmm break. <laughs> um, I saw you just go into. Because once I start talking, you know, because we have 18 different devices recording. I'm like, something's going to catch this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> someone's going to hear this. You know? Yeah. The, uh, the recording that's no, it, planted in my house. Someone's going to listen. Um, all right. So I was. Um, uh, thanks for joining us on the Backyard Gardens podcast <laughs> for that small break. You're going to yeah. edit this portion out in the actual video and all. I know you're not going to like it, Ben. Um, no, uh, editing an hour and a half of Batavia talking is tough. You just have to pick a spot and cut it. Like, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, actually, hold I on. Think, be quiet. For, be that? quiet for one second so I can mark it. What? Okay. Now I know where to clip it. Okay. So go ahead. Um, so I was saying my next one is, um, what did I forget my next one? Oh no, grow what you want. So I yes. am whimsical. I just made this up a whims- whimsical gardener. Um, and I grow things that I find interesting. I didn't start off that way. I started off with growing the things that I really thought I would enjoy and in part, growing the things that were available to me, um, kind of in my garden centers, because remember, my history is for many years, transplants only is what I grew. Um, but I think it's, and this is more so for the new gardener, um, and new or newer gardener, as soon as you get into growing something that, you know, it's just like, oh, this could be fun, and you really won't enjoy it, meaning you wouldn't eat it on a normal day, then you're not going to enjoy right. it as much once it gets to the point of you needing to harvest that thing. You know, um, you're not as committed to going out and checking on that thing. Um, so, yeah. Well, now, hold on. Let me interrupt you. So are you growing? You're talking about growing stuff that you want to eat or have. 
So, and you're a whimsical gardener, right? Mm -hmm. So you grow stuff that you just want to see grow. Now, and we've talked about this briefly, and I don't even remember what you said. Mm -hmm. So do you grow stuff that you don't even care about eating? Or are you talking about growing different varieties of stuff that you would like to grow? No, it's the former. The former was the question you asked. Do I just grow things that I really don't care about eating? And the answer is no. Everything that I grow, I am going to do one of two things, one of three things with. Eat. Eat and give away. Or eat, give away and give away. Meaning like give away to friends versus like donating. Right. right. You know, so there right. isn't anything in my garden that you won't find on a plate or, you know, in a dish. Like everything I grow is yeah. going to make its well, way to the kitchen. Let me say it that way. Because the way you said it was really misleading mm-hmm. when you said I'm a whimsical gardener. So, yeah. So, you got it. No, no, I'm going to I'm going to stand by that because I really like the way it sounds. It has a ring to it. Um, it does sound good. There are things it does that sound I wouldn't good. normally um, put in my grocery cart. Right. So I won't pay X dollars for it. However, I could grow right. it at the low, low price of. And so based on that, I'll give it a try. You know, right. I don't often buy eggplant, but it's uber easy for me to grow. Um, yeah. Or it's become uber easy for me to grow. I should say that. And I meant zucchini. That's what I was thinking about when I said it. I don't often buy, I don't often buy eggplant either now that I think about it. Um, but yeah. I loved growing it last year as an example. I got a ton of eggplant this year too. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second. I, I, I want to camp out. I want to, I want to, um, I want to go on something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you talk about that, you talk about, you know, I don't usually eat eggplant, but when I grow it, I do like, I don't go buy it, but when I grow it, I do. And that is a super important part of gardening because what are you laughing at me for? Well, we're an hour in, in some minutes in, and mm-hmm. like this is literally a whole episode. It happens every time, yeah, and, and we'll come back to and it. You, we'll listen, come back to and you, because you're the timekeeper, meaning you keep us on track here. Um, if this is the view, you're Whoopi Goldberg right now, just so you know that. Um, and and I'm just, uh, I'm ready to go there with you. Yeah, it's uber important. Let's do it. I mean, it's super important because what... And you just, you summed it up and you didn't even know you were doing oh, it. Oh, well, I That's knew, the I knew. greatest part of... I know. Come oh, on. come on. Give <laughs> right, me a... What give did I it say? Tell me. me what did I say? <laughs> Put it on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> just give it to me. Give it to me. But I mean, you know, it, and it's the same thing happened to me. Like I literally... an eggplant is... I tell everybody this all the time. Eggplants, I never, ever, ever ate. I mean, I go get like eggplant parmesan yeah. at a uh-huh. restaurant. But then I grew it and I was like, holy shit, I got eggplants. I got them coming out of my ears. I got, I'm getting four and five, six a day Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know? And it was like, and I wasn't even living in my zone at the time. I was living in up there in your Mm -hmm, zone mm -hmm. and I was getting that many. So, you know, I had to eat it. But what happened is I I had a, I grew to have a love for eggplant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's only for gardening because if it wasn't any other way, I would have never, I can safely say I would have never gone into the store and be like, you know what? I'm fixing to get like 10 eggplants and keep them at the house. Like I would never have done that. And so that's so important. And that's like the biggest thing about this whole gardening situation. Yeah. And we're talking about it on a, episode that we don't even need to be talking about it at but really it should be mentioned every time for the slight person that could come by and especially now that we're live right now somebody could just drop in yeah. and as long as they hear that 
I'm happy. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to then, uh, wait, what was the part that was genius? I want to make sure we, we mark that down. That you didn't go to, um, you didn't buy eggplants, uh, okay, okay. but now you eat them because you grow them. Yeah, I totally meant to say that, and I knew it was genius when I said it. Um, yeah. So now, on the other hand, because I'm going to talk out of both sides. So I started off with grow the things you like. And this is, I'm always kind of protective of gardeners, right? I always want to make sure that I'm helping the dialogue along so you can continue to garden. So yeah. I sometimes don't know I'm saying it, but I'm saying and doing things because I don't want you to shun gardening. And I know there are things that happen no. when you, as a gardener, if a very, you know, especially as first time gardeners that can make you say, eh, maybe this isn't for me. So when I talk about things, whether it's on this podcast, whether it's on, you know, Instagram videos or whatever have you, whether it's to the neighbor next door I'm trying to kind of protect you from yourself in gardening. And it's a little bit obnoxious. Don't get me wrong. I recognize that. Um, but my love for it, I really want to spread around and I want other people to love it. So I don't want you to, to be in a situation where you have something growing that's uber hard to grow. Right. You know, so yeah. I'm like, you know, as, as long as you like tomatoes, heck yeah, go get a tomato plant. You know, um, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I want to help people too, like you do. Mm -hmm. But I also don't want to steal the fun from them. And part of the fun for me of gardening is like figuring it out. It's like a huge giant puzzle. Yeah. And it's like, what can I put here? What can I do this? You know, I have this little space. What will fit here and how much will I get off of it? And when can I grow it? It's like, that's part of the fun. Like, I mean, if somebody asks, I will 100% tell them. Mm -hmm. But you know, like the YouTube videos and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like I and well, at least in my zone, I kind of release some of the topics a little bit late. Mm -hmm. And I do that because I want people to kind of enjoy it, man, mm -hmm. enjoy it. And it helps you learn the process. Yeah, I think that there. that's just um, so I don't disagree with the way that you approach it. Um, again, maybe it's I'm just a bit more protective of the person and the future gardener. Um, so, and I've mentioned this person on the episodes before, and I just, I'm convinced he doesn't listen to them, which means I can talk about him. Um, so I know him well enough to know that he will be defeated if this garden season, first garden season doesn't go well. And so I've had the conversation, like I'm saying things and like a great example, um, tomato plants were planted like maybe a month ago and they're probably about a foot tall tomato plants in the garden. And he has flowers, you know, the tomato plants start to flower. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know what that means. You know, you don't want to kind of let that thing He's go. He's getting tomatoes soon. Hmm? He's getting tomatoes soon. Well, not on a one foot plant, you know. So we've talked about the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one foot, yeah. Well, now, is it cherry tomatoes or is it regular tomatoes? Is it? It's a regular tomato. It's not like a cherry tomato, okay. you know. Um, and so... My suggestion was to pinch off those flowers, right? We've talked about this, put the energy, allow the energy to go into building stronger roots, a bigger plant, you know, and then at some point you transition to letting that thing go. Um, and so the first time, absolutely, sent me a picture of like the uh, yellow flowers in his hand. I'm like, all right, good job. A week later, he's like, I saw my first tomato. And so I said, I mean, <laughs> okay, it's still a foot tall. Whoa. Wait, let me finish. Still a foot tall. And I generally said, you know what? I mean, he's not going to kill the plant. The excitement of seeing the tomato 
was the thing that mm-hmm. I chase in gardening. And it's the thing that I want others to have in gardening. So I'm definitely not trying right. to take anyone's garden joy. So there's definitely a balance. And it really all comes from how well you know the person. You know, so what I would say to a person that's just walking past is very different than what I'd say to one of my best girlfriends who's starting a garden. Right. You know, what I know about that person and their personality also kind of goes into my gardening and gardening advice. You know, so it all all falls in. But that's not why I brought this back around. I didn't even get a chance to say what I was going to say. Uh, go ahead so because i got something cute yeah so while i my last secret uh, secret garden sauce tip was around plant what you're going to eat also don't be afraid to experiment right so you described how i am as a gardener as well like you like to see this thing start here and go there and the challenge of which space you want to put it in like don't be afraid to experiment meaning I grow some things that I don't generally have easy access to in a store. Like I love, and and I mentioned this before, you know how um, there's some people that travel for cuisine, you know, they literally go to different cities, different countries even, and a part, big part of their experience is what they eat. You know, so that doesn't mean everything that grows all over the world, you can grow in your backyard, but there's some things that are not as common in your area, no matter where you live, that you can potentially grow successfully in your area. How cool is that? You know, when, um, that's what I do. We were talking about melons, um, a couple episodes ago or future episode. I don't know what it's going to air. And there are a couple of melons that I had not seen. Like I didn't recognize the name and I'm like, huh? I wonder, right? You know, and so it's like, well, yeah, sure, I could go and get a cantaloupe from the grocery store, you know, and I'm going to try to grow cantaloupes, but why not grow this kind of mixed, hybrid, you know, interesting uh, melon? Like, why not? You know, my garden allows me to do that, or at least we hope so. We hope I'm successful with melons this year. No, I do the same thing. I grow stuff that I can't get in the Mm -hmm. store and and also stuff that's really expensive in the store. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to your tomato and your flowers on your friend Mm -hmm. when you're telling them to take it off. And I get like I 150 percent get where you're coming from. But at the same time, if it's somebody's first garden, like I see a lot of things like when I go on social media, Mm -hmm. I'll see a lot of people asking questions and they're like first time gardener. And it's like I don't want to steal that joy of them getting that first tomato because all it takes is one tomato and you slice and you're like, you damn right, yeah. boy. You know what I mean? So it's like, you, I feel like you kind of got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, he did take his flowers off, but when he got that tomato, how happy was he? Yeah, and I knew that I couldn't walk that back. And it wasn't really my place even, right? You know, so mm-hmm. the my suggestion in starting a garden was I knew when he had that moment, he'd be in. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so he had that moment. Right. It came earlier than I thought. And, you know, it's like double high fives. Right. High ten. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, I think the it all depends on you, your personality, how you believe people will receive information. You know, you don't yeah. have to be an encyclopedia. That's not what this is about. You know, there is that whole no. balance of you know, always feeling like you need to correct someone. And that's not what I am about. That's not what you're about or, you know, this podcast or our gardening Mm -mm. styles, you know. So, um, so yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Somebody asked me this the other Mm day. Um, Do you think of yourself as a gardening expert, a garden amateur, or a gardening enthusiast? I'm a gardening 
enthusiast. Yeah, that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm 100% not an expert. Mm-hmm. Great. Can you hear that? Yeah. A damn alarm. Go get the school bus, but coronavirus shut the school bus, oh, so yeah. let me go cut it okay, off. Okay, that's fine. But, so you know. I'll continue to talk because that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, when it comes to um, the gardening advice, and it's it could be a secret part of the success. Just be careful with what you, how much you listen to, you know, versus not. Because gardening is like anything. Every other people have different opinions of it. Other people will look yeah. and do things differently. Um, and it kind of goes back to as much access as we all have. What I'm always interested in is hearing what's worked for a person. You know, so. Right. Because I still get garden advice. I get garden advice from Ben. I get garden advice from other people that are on social media, other gardeners in my area. Um, So it never stops for me. Um, But I really, and when I talk about things, I mostly talk about what I've experienced, what I've tried, what's been. I was in the grocery grocery store. I was in a big box store this week because I'm, you know, buying flowers because I'm going to fit this in here. And I saw, is it, I think it's daisies maybe? And they're super cool. They were in the potted hanging plants. And I bought a couple last year. And I, they were moldy. Like over time, they didn't produce multiple uh, blooms. And I always pause because this is a stranger. But I'm a talker, right? Especially in garden areas. I paused and said to myself, I wonder if I should just mention it. Versus, you know, again, I don't think every daisy in that particular plant, it was a Packaged in the same way. So I know it's the same plants from last year, meaning it's the same company. They package them up in the same way. And, you know, maybe they're on the fence about them. So anyway, I said, you know, hey, how you doing? I asked them if they had grown them before. And they said, oh, no. And so I just shared what I experienced last year. And I was very honest. Like, it could have been something that I did. I don't know. Uh, Luckily, though, at this store, you can bring them back, which I did. I brought them back and ended up exchanging them for something else beautiful. Um, And when I shared that, um, the guy said it was a guy and his wife. He said, um, you know, I'm going to give him a try. And I said, all right, well, good. If I see you in here later, you know, <laughs> let me know how they turned out for you. Um, so I said that to say, I shared my experience. My experience was singular last year with that particular flower. Now, if yeah. I said every year that I plant flowers, this is the only flower that's not successful, then there's some weight that's given to that, you know, that advice. So. Yeah, because I don't go out and just spray knowledge like I know it mm-hmm. all either. I mean, and it's <clears throat> it's really easy. Like you had a successful year and you think everything's good and you think that like you've got yeah. it, you know, yeah. but it's really, man, it's crazy because it can like change each time. You know why? You know, each year can be different. Why? Garden magic. I don't no, know why. nature. I mean, yeah. all of these things it is. that we've talked about for the secret sauce fold into it. We haven't even talked about the things we can't control, like the weather. You know, um, yeah. remember last year we talked about me having that super cool June. Um, you know, so these things this year was the first year I ever had the roly polies eating at my cucumber plants. I've never had that before. You know, so, you know, I'm a cucumber grower. That's what I do, right? You know, until this year, mm-hmm. I'm looking at these plants every day like, oh, you know, like maybe no pickles for me, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, it's crazy yeah. to think about. And I mean, I just, if somebody asks me a question, it has to come from my like well-known experience. Now, there are times where somebody will ask a question and 
I'll go look it up. And this is my final secret sauce, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be too hard, but look it up. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like somebody will send me a question and if I don't know it, like I'll look it mm-hmm. up. But you have to have like resources that you trust yeah. too. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You can't just get Joe Schmo down the road like, yeah, I grew me a tomato plant last year and that bitch did good. So, you know, it can be in the shade five hours a day. You don't have to water it, but once a week of mine did great. Meanwhile, he's sleeping till noon, two o'clock in the afternoon because he works the graveyard mm-hmm. shift, doesn't realize that it gets sun all day. Mm-hmm. And then it had like a monsoon. Yeah. You yeah. know, it rained three days yeah. a week. So, <laughs> you know, that's I mean, and that's all really important to think mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think that's. Anyways. I think that's I'm going to I think that's maybe a good one to end on. Trust me. That is use trusted sources. Sometimes those are people. Sometimes those are well-established, you know, websites, books, and things. Um, there's information that books are really important. Hmm? Books are really yeah. important. I think there's there's um, vetted information that's out there that, again, is as deep as you want to go. You know. Can you hear that? Yeah, I was gonna pretend like we didn't hear it. We were all gonna pretend like it Jesus. wasn't going off again. Is this? Have we switched okay, over to just- a whole other day? <laughs> I accidentally snoozed it. <laughs> BB, BB. Anyways, everybody that's listening on the podcast in your car, I'm sure you want to drive off the road. Please don't. It'll be over in just a second. <laughs> this will not happen again. But yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. It's real life, right? <laughs> it is. It is real. Well, it's my school bus alarm to get my son off the school bus when I'm working. So, um, yeah. So I th- I agree with you, and I think books are really important because. It's a source that you can continuously find. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, you can lose stuff like, I mean, I think bookmarks are kind of like a thing of the past on on the internet Uh, now. I don't think, you know what I mean? Because cookies are so good and stuff. You know what I do, though? I I, I do often, I will um, save a page to my home screen on my phone. Never look at it again. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I still, and maybe it's just from the era that I come from, for some reason, I feel like, oh, this is useful. Let me save it. There are a couple of places because you can search yeah. on your phone and it'll pull that back up. But I often just do a brand new search. But I mean, I say that, so resources maybe is one more that I'd add in. And resources like, you know, we talked about the local extension for your state, which is uber helpful and important. Um yeah. Do you want to tell everybody about what you received yesterday? Yeah. I well, if I do. Uh oh. Never mind. I don't. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> if I do, I don't want to embarrass someone that's, that does this podcast with me. Uh, so we'll talk about that offline until uh, the next what, episode. What are you talking about? What I do? What I do? <laughs> no, no, it's all good, man. I uh, I have my coffee. Um, ben sent me an Uber Duber list um, for people that know me personally that know how my mind works, um, and for those that don't know me personally, this is a tidbit about me. I uh, like to read things in charts and bullets. You know, so Ben sent me a list of something that I was looking for. And before I opened it up, I said, is it in a chart? And so sure enough, it was. And so I was able to comprehend it. Did it help? Uh, It did. It helped, but it wasn't really as comprehensive as what I would expect from a list like that from that source. Um, So, you know, it had maybe a dozen veggies on it. I was looking for something a little bit different and or... Oh, I didn't go deep on it. Yeah, and or it gave me recommendations for dates that had already passed and I'm I'm pushing against it anyway. Well, and so this is... And that was from the extension Mm -hmm. service for your state. Mm -hmm. 
And if you do that, like mine is very extensive and you can probably find one that, I mean, you know, I just, I'm not really super invested mm-hmm. in Illinois. So, you know, <laughs> you're the only person I know in Illinois. Only person. That should carry a lot of weight. No, no, I'm with you, I'm with you. It carries a lot of yeah. weight, but it doesn't carry enough weight yeah. to like go on a massive Google Hours search. But it gives, it. you know, it it gives you an idea of like, when to start seeds, when things can go mm-hmm. in the ground. And it's really eye-opening to see the dates. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really eye-opening. In part, it, so. it speaks to the issue that I've been having with it's too soon going back to the spring. It's not warm enough. It's too cold, right? So, I mean, this is, again, vetted and guardian peer-reviewed info, you know, so it's legit. Um, I always don't, I don't have, well, I guess I have an issue on either end. I've learned this lesson. I'm not planting against seed package recommendations when it comes to my zone and things of that nature. Right. Um, so, so yeah. Um, I think, though, at nearly an hour and a half, I think we should. It's No, it's time to give out the recipe of the day. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Okay, good. Because I have a good recipe. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're watching on Instagram, this doesn't really apply for right now unless you're in the southern zones. But if you are in another place, you know, if you're listening on YouTube or the podcast, this is good timing because I have created a sandwich that I do every year. Yeah. Uh Uh So it's two pieces of bread. I don't even have a name for it. It's a... Ben's delight. How's that? Perfect. So, it's t- you take your your sandwich bread and you put your um, hummus of choice on it, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna toast it. On you're gonna put it in your toaster oven on broil. Okay, and then after a couple seconds of it, you know, about two minutes of it being on broil, you can pull it out and you can put jalapeno slices on it, mm. and then you're gonna put it back in. You're gonna broil it again, and you're gonna let those jalapeno slices get a little bit browned on the edges. And the the the, um, the hummus will start browning as well, uh-huh. and then you take and you cut up your cucumber and you just slice it and you put it on. Sprinkle a little salt and pepper on it. That's right, I said salt and pepper. Uh, I know you cringe when I say that, but um, you put that on there. And then if you want, put like a little bit of lettuce or something, mm-hmm. and slap that bitch together. And it's I mean it's dynamite, man. And the first time I did it, I was like I don't even know how I came up with it. I was just hungry. And um, I, I started cutting up stuff and putting it on there. And I was like, man, this is good. Everybody made fun of me. And then they ate it. And they're like, this is really good. Yeah, you hit me at the cucumber. So, like, that's exactly the, the freshness and the it needs, crunch. Yeah. yeah. So, And it's just another way to eat that cucumber. You know what I mean? Because it's like, how many ways are there to eat a cucumber? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pickles. So, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a really good fresh. It's super simple. Takes about maybe five minutes to make. And be happy. And if you don't like jalapenos or too hot for you, you can use like bell peppers. But I find that um, pickled is really better because it has that little vinegar flavor mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it's really important to do. So are you so the the jalapenos are fresh or are you saying they're pickled? They're they're canned from the previous ah, year. Okay, okay, it's me. a good good point of clarification. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So, but you can definitely do like, 
You could probably put them on there and then sprinkle a little bit of vinegar on them mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm, if you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't see why you couldn't. I was but thinking maybe. Well, I think really. this is one of those um, sandwiches that it's a delight because you can probably customize it in your own way. I was thinking about maybe some bell peppers, like red bell peppers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I said that. If you don't like jalapenos, like bell mm-hmm. peppers might be good mm-hmm. on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You want me to tell you a story about bell peppers real quick? Yeah. So when I was working for... Um, um Noah before we were in an office setting and I really wish that this person was listening mm-hmm. but she you know those little mini bell peppers like you grow the sweet bites yeah. she, um people would bring you know people would bring their food in to leave them on the counter and stuff and there was a bag on there and um she, this chick picked it up and she put it in her mouth bit the whole thing and it was a habanero oh pepper oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Burned her up, ah. boy. That was rough. So yeah, 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 yeah. It was not pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> so, but good, good recipe. But, I, I like the idea of um, we're. I was um, making a salad today, and the only thing I had from the garden was lettuce, and I was like, this is semi garden made, you know? <laughs> like, like yeah. cucumbers were from the store. I'm like, gosh, it's gonna be a time where, in a, like a 30, 45 days, where I'm gonna be getting so many of them. Yeah, now I'm going to be looking for different ways to eat them. So at some point. Yeah. And I don't really want to dive into a new topic right now um, because we are trying to close it out sort of. But it's having a garden for me is all about supplementing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what I Mm -hmm. get, you know. So, you know, you can think like, oh, it's semi garden made. But man, if it came out of your garden, like, dude. You know what I mean? Like it is. There's no lettuce that's better than the lettuce that came out of my garden, you know, so. No, no. So, all right. Um, so that being said, I think we've discussed the secret sauce f- and then we've moved all the way through and we've talked about everything else under the sun mm-hmm. on the new sunlight podcast. <laughs> Brought to <laughs> but you in all seriousness, yeah, in all seriousness, this is the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you're watching on Instagram, thank you. YouTube, thank you. Listening to us, thank you. Thank you all. Um, We've hit a couple milestones recently, and we're asking you to please let your friends know about us. Let us help them learn to garden and let them help us learn to garden. We can help each other. And I'm doing a thing right now where I want to put people's pictures, our listeners' pictures of their gardens together for different posts on Instagram and give people shout outs. So if you want, DM me. I'm the Backyard Gardener. And, you know, let us know what we can do for you because we're here to help you. That's the whole reason why we're here. Here, here. Batavia, anything? Oh, happy gardening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Everybody stay safe, grow strong, and be good. And don't wear your mask in your car when you're by yourself. It doesn't protect you. (laughs) See ya. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. You can find us at Backyard Gardens the Movie on Facebook and Backyard Gardener on Instagram. And YouTube is Backyard Gardener where I'm doing videos showing cooking and building gardens and gardening tips, all kinds of good stuff. And you can find Batavia at... You'll find me on Instagram at B underscore Better Garden. And then you'll find me on Facebook, same name. And then I'm also over on YouTube at Be Better Garden. I am sharing hashtag Garden Joy every chance I get. I hope you enjoy.
So if you have any questions, hit us up on all of our platforms anywhere you want, and we will be more than happy to help you with what you can. And again, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.